Bodie Aldrich is a transformational coach, facilitator, speaker. He is working to support men in their experience to find true freedom and ignite their inherent magnificence. He is the co-author of Visionary Male Leaders. Welcome, Bodie. Thank you so much, George. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as you mentioned, I work with male leaders. I work with men, you know, really around presence, purpose and passion. Uh, and that's been my journey. You know, my journey, you know, when I when I finished school, I went to, went to law school and uh, became an attorney. And, you know, that was really because my parents suggested it. Uh, my mum said, you know, that would be a good thing to do. And, you know, in my 20s, found myself, you know, working as an attorney, married, children, mortgage. Um, and it was, uh, it was a time of my life where, you know, you can kind of lose yourself. Um, and I kind of had lost touch with my true self. And the big shift for me was um, I actually went on a nature retreat. I just took myself away for a couple of weeks. And, you know, the stillness allowed me to reconnect with myself. I then found a mentor who was amazing. And what happened was um, I was able to embrace and bring more passion into my life, into my marriage, into my parenting. And then 20 years after being an attorney, I got the opportunity to transition into being a coach and a facilitator. And I've been doing that for the last 20 years around the globe, working with lots and lots of organizations and leaders um, on this topic. I appreciate that. And I think I have a sneaky suspicion that there's a lot of folks out there who are following a similar path of went to school, saw attorney or accountant or whatever. This is a, a... a prestigious career. You can make money. It's a great, you know, you got kids then, you got a mortgage. It's just, we're kind of getting pulled along by the stream. Yeah, that's it. And it's not necessarily about leaving that career. It can be for some of us, yet it's also, uh, you know, I talk a lot about the inside out experience of leadership. Yeah. You know, and often what happens is, again, we just get lost in it. You know, we lose touch with our inner self. And that's a big part of the work because once you reconnect with your inner self, then that starts to become your navigating tool around what is what is purpose, what is important to you. And the fundamental tool that I use for that is teaching men how to get present. You know, presence is the key, the ability to get present with yourself. What what does one stand to gain by reconnecting to our authentic actual self? Mm. At at a top level, um, the journey for a lot of us is from distraction to presence. So if we look at what we lose (laughs) and then look at what we gain, a lot of us are losing so much uh, mental energy, so much emotional energy in this world of distraction. You know, the emails, the phone, the, you know, trolling through things and etc and so what happens is a lot of people are exhausted a lot of people are depleting their energy all day long you know, because of this distraction you know the studies the neuroscience incredible around you know one text message george in the middle of 
you know, working on a document can take up to 23 minutes for the brain to refocus. Yeah. And so, you know, we know what we're losing. Yeah, we're losing energy, you know, we're losing peace. Yeah, and we're losing a lot of the ability to really be effective as leaders. And so if you flip that, you know, the benefits of being present, not just at work, but across your family. You know, I, I run a, a leadership program for men and um, a lot of the men said one of the biggest outcomes was being more present with my children. Just the ability to be present with them, to notice them, to connect with them. And in the context of gain, we know that in relationship, whether you're a leader, whether you're a husband, whether you're a father, you know, connection and curiosity yeah, are such valuable experiences to have. Is it a is it a function of I need to know what's important to me, therefore that allows me to be able to prioritize and to say no to things? Yeah, yeah, great question. Yeah, again, if you think about the decision-making process, when we're busy in our heads, our thinking mind, yeah, so 80,000 thoughts a day, most of them are negative. Yeah. And so to your point, if we're really looking at what's important to me, what are my values, and ultimately the conversation around purpose, uh, we've got to find that stillness. We've got to find that presence. We've got to get in touch with the deeper part of ourselves, you know, that quiet part of ourselves. I have a lot of men, George, who say there's this whisper inside of me that there's something more, that there's something else that I fully, I, I want to fully express myself. And so absolutely, you know, when we get to purpose, um, if we're not present, if we haven't quietened that busy mind, quietened all of those distractions and disturbances, it's very hard to find our true values, our true purpose, and as you say, what's important to me. Do you get from guys, because you're working with, 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 with a lot of men, it's that, that feel like a big part of their existence and their worth is grinning and bearing it. And Bert and being a beast of burden, for lack of a better term, and that this sounds nice, but you know, I'm just I'm I'm making a living. I'm supporting my family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you mentioned in the introduction. So, you know, one of the fundamental outcomes of the work I do is for men to experience true freedom. Yeah, and that's freedom from the inside out. So if you think about the hero's journey, yeah, which we are all, all on as men, and the heroine's journey is slightly different. Yeah, the trajectory for most of us is that we're looking for this sense of freedom outside of ourselves. Yeah, in our twenties, you know, we go and travel and sit on a mountain and go surfing, and yeah, we're looking for it there. And then you know, life takes over, and suddenly you know, married, mortgage, yeah, career, children. And because of the distortion of that, men can feel this incredible pressure, responsibility. You know, I talk a lot about what true commitment is. It, it, they can feel that weight because they're looking for freedom in the wrong place. Yeah, freedom comes from within. Freedom is our innate nature. And so once men start to realize that there is a different way to experience yeah, their relationships, their career, then that pressure, as you say, that that distortion starts to ease. 
And it's it's a great observation, George, because it's such a common challenge, you know, for for Western men. So true commitment. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a thing called the commitment paradox. Yeah. And so commitment. The definition of commitment is I choose to have no more choice. Yeah. In anything, whether I decide to run a marathon, whether I commit to my marriage, whether I commit to you know my health, the the paradox, George, is we always have choice. Yeah, that's just the nature of life, particularly in the Western world. So what happens is that when you fully commit to something, it's very different than sitting on the fence. Do you know the difference, George? You know, when you kind of, that'd be a good idea. I'd like to get fit. I'd like to go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's it. And then at some point in your life, you go, I'm committed. Yeah, I'm absolutely committed to that. I choose to have no more choice. That's when you actually start to create freedom of choice. Yeah, because you're absolutely committed. And so what happens the classic example on the hero's journey is for a lot of men they commit to their relationships yeah and when i work with men usually most men george yeah even though they're married yeah a part of them has their bags packed and they're at the back door and if it gets too too pressured in here i'm out because they haven't fully committed and so what happens is that when you fully commit to your relationship, what you're actually saying is I'm 100% committed, I'm 100% here, and I choose to be here. In this moment, I choose to be here. In this moment, I choose to be here. And all of your energy shifts. Again, think about sitting on the fence. Think about commitment. You know yourself, when you commit, you're fully present, Yeah, and all of your energy changes. And the experience for the feminine, because the feminine yeah, is looking for presence, is looking for that connection. And so it's a very different experience in our primary relationships, as an example, when we fully commit and experience the freedom of that. And an essential part of that to take to sort of circle back just so I'm understanding correctly, in order to do that, I need to examine myself. I need to understand myself. I need to eliminate distraction and be present so that I am showing up as fully me as I can be for everything in my life, my family, my loved ones, my work, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the distinction is the really your true self. Yeah. So, so many of us are caught up in this limited identity of who we are. You know, in a lot of spiritual traditions, one of the fundamental questions you can sit with for life is, who am I? No, because again, so much of our identity, so much of our worth in the world and our conditioning is based on, I'm a father, I'm a lawyer, I'm a son. You know, so this identity can trap us into thinking that's who we are. And so the power of presence, the power of nature, you know, the power of getting still, allows us to connect with that deeper part of ourselves. You know, we know inherently there's something more than just my egoic thinking mind. And when we start to connect with that, you know, then absolutely we start to realize that I can be more present in this moment. Because our egoic mind, our limited mind, our limited ego comes from deficiency, comes from there's not enough. 
I'm not enough. There's not enough. We're constantly seeking something outside ourselves to fulfill ourselves. You know, and that's the trap. That's the trap of consumerism. That's the trap of the Western world. Something out there will make me happy, peaceful, free, whatever it might be. And when you get still, when you get present, when you connect with that essence of yourself, you realize I am whole and complete. And now, how do I want to express myself? How do I want to express my purpose? Yeah, how do I want to express my passion? And so it's a it's a it's a different experience from the inside out. So what does this work actually look like? Is it? It's I assume it's 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 a life's work, but and. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Well, one of the interesting things, George, um, when you say that as far as for clients working with me, mm-hmm. what does it look like? Yeah. One of the things in all traditional cultures, you know, having studied, you know, I've can study contemporary leadership with some of the best leaders, systemic leadership, vertical development leadership. And I've also studied a lot of traditional wisdom. And what I know is that in traditional wisdom, traditional cultures and the hero's journey is that men inherently you know, learnt by being with other men. And traditionally, men would sit by the campfire you know, and would have a mentor, would have a guide, you know, would hear from the elders, you know, would support each other. And so what I've done the last couple of years is men usually start working with me one-on-one and I start to give them the practices about how to get present and how to start to align with your purpose. And then what I do is um, I run nine months on virtual programs uh, on Zoom yeah, for groups of male leaders around the world where we meet twice a month for an hour and a half on Zoom and we go deeper with the teachings and we go deeper together as men on our hero's journey. And again, Whilst sometimes there's some resistance from men about being in the group, um, the groups that I've been running, most of the men sign up again for the next year because that being witnessed and being held by other men is such an important part of this journey. Why did that stop? Why did that mentorship dynamics, or maybe I'm wrong, I sort of feel like it stopped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's interesting. If you think about Again, you know, in Australia, similar to the US, you know, when, when, if you think of the 50s and the way that urban development occurred, yeah, and the way the nuclear family evolved and, you know, suburbs, you know, we've got the sprawl here, the same as in the US. So what happened is, you know, through, I think, a commercial lens, we suddenly disconnected communities and villages. Yeah, so you had your beautiful block of land in your house, but it was, you know, a two-hour commute to work. And so, again, if you go back to traditional cultures, even some of the European cultures still, you know, the grandparents still lived with the children, you know, granddad was still there as a mentor for the grandson. And so I think, you know, there are many layers to it, but I think one of the layers was just the way we evolved in the Western world into this very nuclear, isolated, you know, people travel across the country for work and they disconnect from their community. And I think, you know, post-COVID, George, that's such a craving that I see working globally. You know, I've been over to Europe recently is there's a real craving for connection. There's a real craving for community. And, And I think it was highlighted through COVID is that 
we're really yearning what is in our DNA. Yeah, again, it's such a part of the hero's journey. That makes a ton of sense. Modern living, once again, is literally killing us, Bodhi. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, you know, and I know in the US there's a a lot of conversation around men and um, how do we support young boys. And, you know, again, if you look at the messages, the distortion of the messages that have filtered through our college system, our school system, our work environment – you know, a lot of that then created this isolation. Yeah, you know, be, be a man. You know, all the all the things we know. Little boys don't cry. Do it yourself. It's fascinating with problem solving. Um, I'll come back to that. Yet yeah, one of the recent studies, George, is that the most lonely people on the planet are middle-aged white men. They've lost connection. The trajectory, yeah, as a generalisation, is they finish college. Yeah, I'm talking that demographic. Yeah, they lean into their career, their marriage, their children. They lose their college friends. Yeah, work is taking a lot of their time. Yeah, they may have their golf buddies and things like that, but suddenly they look around and go, I've just lost that connection and intimacy with, with my male friends. Yeah, and it's the sort of thing you, you don't see from the outside, that internal desire for connection, that deep loneliness that so many people are feeling. It's listening to that whisper. It is. It is. And it's there. Have you have you heard it yourself at times? The whisper? Oh, sure. Sure. You bet. Yeah. And again, it's getting present with that, listening to that. Yeah. Honoring that. And then what is that telling me? Yeah. And one of the interesting things is when we really start to dismantle our limited ego, we start to realize that we can create the life that we're looking for. You know, we really can. You know, we don't have to be out of effect. We don't have to be the victim yeah, of the external circumstances. You know, that we get, to, we get to create what we're looking for as men, as husbands, as fathers. And it's exciting. You know, the thing about passion is, you know, if you think about our life force, that energy in us, and you were mentioning you've been exploring it yourself. In my experience personally, and also working with so many men, is we spend so much time repressing our life force, repressing our emotions, yeah, distracting ourselves. And when you start to settle and get more present, you have more energy. You have more of this life force, this energy that's in us. And I often say, you know, people say, do what brings you passion. What I say is bring passion to what you do. You know, do what brings you joy. It's like bring joy to what you do. And when you tap into that life force, because you're not repressing and suppressing every day, yeah, you suddenly realize, wow, I've got all this joy and passion for my for my beloved, for my children. Yeah. It's another one of those paradoxes. I feel like you don't have any time and no energy and no bandwidth yeah. to be doing this kind of thing. When in fact, once you do this kind of thing, you get more time and energy and bandwidth. that's it exactly and your relationship with time changes again when you're present your relationship with time changes so absolutely absolutely love it well Bodhi thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you and how can people get involved and engage with you yeah yeah so my website is simply um, www 
Yeah, dot bodhialdridge dot com. B o d h i a l d r i d g e. And as part of uh, coming on your show, um, we're offering a free giveaway for any of your listeners. Um, it's one of my fundamental meditations around presence. So if people go to the website, um, you can you can click on that. And um, yeah, there's lots of lots of blogs, lots of um, uh, newsletters, and it's it's really that. As you mentioned, George, I think so many men they hear that whisper, yeah, they just don't listen to it. And so, if you've got that whisper, yeah, that's getting louder, and um, then yeah, reach out, reach out. We can uh, see if we can support you. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Bodhi your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. I know the value of. Even if you feel like you don't need to feel like you are drowning in it, just if you're curious about it, if you think that there could be a little bit more, just get started with the work. Go check out BodieAldridge.com, read the blogs, check out that meditation that Bodie is giving away and um, just kind of get started, scratch it a little bit, scratch the surface and uh you know, I, I just can't speak enough to the value of the work that Bodhi is doing and to the impact that it can have on your life, because to his point, there is so much more that is available to you. So thanks again, Bodhi. Thank you so much, George. It's been a delight. Until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best. <laughs>